Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. I find it even more fascinating that so many of your IS4 are in the middle. Why is I that? Find that? Because it's unusual. It's, it's usually somebody, it, there's something. No, just unusual. <laughs> I like being <Okay>. unusual. <laughs> comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective in what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And... Have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. All right. So here we are in the after party. Really excited about digging into my profile. And we were just talking about the difference between the first four, the middle four, and the last four for the 12 driving forces. That's so interesting to me. I took this test about a year ago. But I never sat down to get my result interpreted. So let's go through those real quickly, like my results. And then you can tell me what it means. And then I want to ask some questions about some of the other ones. Um, just in okay. case whoever's listening can't relate to my personality. So drum roll number one. You want to guess? Intellectual. I would yeah, guess. It is. Yeah, yeah. Intellectual. It's intellectual. Does the score matter? Yes, it does. Okay, so intellectual was the highest, and it's 62. So what does that mean? So that means that part of you is all right with instinctive. Because if you look on there, you've got a red bar, basically. Mm -hmm. And you, you're really in the mainstream, 
high on the mainstream of intellectual. You're not in the passionate about it. Mine at 90 is I'm passionate about it. It will pull me away. It's guaranteed to pull me away. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a good place to be because you love to learn, but you're not stuck. You're all right with trying things on the fly. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't scare you. It doesn't stop you from using your intuition, say. Hmm. Do you ever go from the gut? Oh, yeah. I don't, but it's not my first thing. It's, it's, I'm open to it, but it's not my first instinct. To. Exactly. So that's perfect. I mean, you just fit that to a T. <laughs> and I love that. That is definitely a type seven. So type sevens are head types, but I have a strong eight wing, which is a gut type. So that's super that interesting. That matches, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. So my second one is collaborative and that score is 57. Then again, you're in the mainstream and. That's not a bad thing. You're on the high end of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's right on the edge. Maybe I should share my screen with you. That would be really good. There you go. Because they have some little symbols in there as well. Can you um, see it? I can. See the red in mm-hmm. there? That is the mainstream. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where 68% of the people land in that in that red area. So it's not something that you have to do. It is something that you prefer, I guess. That's a good yeah. Good prefer it. prefer it, yeah. And the harmonious. That means again, you you're really mainstream on a lot of this. That's a good thing because you can you can get along with just about anybody. I, I don't you think can, that's true. Not to toot my own horn, yeah. but I do. But I do is. think that's true. I mean, <laughs> you're sitting right at the high end again, but you're not against having areas where you can work and you don't care what it looks like it's not going to stop you it's kind of like being for this being quote-unquote average is really saying that you're well-rounded right right that you can relate either way relate that's a good yeah yeah and you can see things that like well i'll go back because uh, intellectual is just my very highest and it is hard for me to imagine that anybody would want to jump in without knowing what they're doing. That absolutely strikes fear into my heart. So I study, 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 study. And then I think, oh, I haven't got it yet. So I study some more. <laughs> so I'm, but, but you see where I mean? And, and I can really cross swords with somebody that wants to do it without knowing what the next step is. Right. And that's something that I've had to work on. Is just trust the process, take the step, and the next step usually will show itself. So that's something I've had to learn. That's interesting. Like if we, uh, just for the people listening who are type fives, type fives are already head types, but all type fives are drawn to understand and to seek out the truth uh, and facts. Not necessarily truth, but facts. So it's almost like a type five who has the intellectual driving force as their number one, it amplifies that quote unquote type fiveness or the stereotypical type five behavior. So that's really fascinating to see how to use the two systems together. I find it even more fascinating that so many of your highest four are in the middle. Why is that? I find that. Because it's unusual. It's usually somebody, there's something. No, just unusual. 
I like I mean, being unusual. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. Me too. Believe me. Um, it doesn't fit the normal pattern. That doesn't mean you're abnormal. It just mm-hmm. means you're special for one thing. Because you, you literally, you're, the next one is 49, which is actually below the middle and on selfless. That's fantastic. If you can do things because you want to get a return on investment, you can look through it that lens. Or you can look through it through the lens of, I just want to do it. I just, I want to be efficient. I want practical results to it, that type of thing. So you have the ability to switch gears because you're comfortable in either space. Well, I was thinking about um, when we were remodeling our, our master bathroom, we decided to build our vanities because we had all of this reclaimed wood from our fence that had gotten rotted. And so we just, it, we had to take out all the parts that were rotted, but then we had all this really good wood. What should we do with it? Well, let's build our bathroom vanities. And so we had someone to help us design it and build it. We built them on, on our own. We just used his workshop. And and that was so much fun. But he kept asking us questions. I'm like, you know what? As long as it's just functional, it's got to be pretty. But as long as you're just functional. Well, and you go back to harmonious. And that's, that's exactly what that shows. It's 53. So you're all right if it's functional, but you want it pretty. And that, see, that's part of the amazing yeah. thing is how all this fits together. They're not separate pieces. They're pieces of a puzzle, but the puzzle comes together to form a clearer picture. Right, right. And if you don't pay attention to this and try to squeeze yourself into a box that's not yours, you're not going to be very happy. That's right. You're not going to be very happy because this is the four things that will drive you the most. Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business? Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now, you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. All right. I need to print this out and add it to my uh, collection. (laughs) My collection of test results. Yeah. 
All right. So here are my next four. You're situational. You're receptive uh, to new ideas and methods and, and you'd probably rather stay with with the tried and true because you're comfortable with it. And do you find that true at all? Yeah. Uh, like I, I like routine, but I also get bored with routine. See, thank you. I'm like that. I have to have routine, actually, because to do the stuff that I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a routine with it, it never gets done. But I, I long for excitement, too. So let me get the routine out of the way. And I have to have that routine to feel grounded, to feel like I'm covering all my bases. But I don't want to live in routine. Right. So. I almost like to have a routine. I like to have structure to know where my boundaries are um, when I stray away from the structure, mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. I stray away from the routine. It's kind of a benchmark to say, okay, I'm way off base. Let me c- come back. back let, me, <laughs> let me regress to the mean a little. <laughs> yeah. Altruistic is you can either, you know, give people a fish or and you lean toward wanting to teach them rather than give it to them. But, okay. and you can think about this, like I'm, I'm involved in, in Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm the president for at this for this next two years. And our mission is not to give people houses; it's give them people that won't normally afford houses the ability to do that. And and we do it through a work equity and volunteer labor. So we're not just giving them a fish; we're teaching them skills and um, priding themselves and you know, accomplishment and all that kind of stuff. So you you probably would rather see a return on your investment, but you're not going to just say, no, I'm not giving to that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that my score for both of those is 40, but for intentional, I am below the average um, on that one. So that's, that's interesting because I like being intentional, but I have to be intentional about being intentional. <laughs> I told myself a frustrated, organized person. I'd love to be organized, but I rarely am I. And <laughs> until I until I get into a routine. So right. I, I, yeah. And there's resource where you got both wheels on the same page. And it's I mean, you you can see there not only how you react to those things, but they're not just really important, important in your life. Take so, it or leave it, right? Exactly, exactly. And and probably you're not going to be real drawn to to um social service type work. You can have it, mm-hmm. you know, like volunteering, but it's not something that's gonna get you out of bed in the morning. It depends on what it like what, what I would it, how I would be serving. Right, right. I think you're a service minded person. Uh and I don't mean to that's not all that there is involved, believe me. But believe me, there's much more nonprofit world than I ever dreamed. So it's just the job, it's the task, because I do love to serve and I love to volunteer, but there are certain roles of volunteering that I'm like, "Mm, not for me. Right. And and this doesn't mean that you don't like it. And there's other things that come into play. Are you're a people person, I'm sure. You must be a high eye. Um I am. I am ridiculously high eye. (laughs) So you would be really drawn to people anyway. I think so, my eye is high on adaptive and natural. <laughs> it's like, is it really? <laughs> I mean, I can go back and look. I think it's like 95. I mean, it's nuts. 94 and 92. 
Huh? Or crying out loud. Seriously. Yeah, very high. Very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, have a tendency uh to like people but then there's sometimes i don't and we like people very well me too uh-huh. but the ones that i don't like i understand and i understand yeah. that it's it's me that's it's not them it's not that they're not likable exactly. it's, it's just something that uh isn't just an energetic dissonance that i can feel but it emanates from me it's yeah. my reaction, and I so and I truly believe that. Like people who are uh, seen in the world as not likable, they're just not likable to you, like that person. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, they're likable to someone, or they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have relationships. They would be completely alone if they weren't. And that's why that's what's so fascinating. All the different personalities. I just mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it because for one thing, it empathy when you start learning that it's not all about you mm-hmm. that there's other people in the world and your way isn't the only way it it opens up a whole new world you start seeing people the way they are instead of putting yourself on them and it's it's just really interesting yeah absolutely so, i love that okay so that was my middle four so my last four so these are the ones that what is it called indifferent driving in, forces in, yeah and you may be even intolerant toward them if they get too low. Intolerant. Yeah. Everybody reacts different. Again, there's a continuum uh, depending on what your your behavior profile is like. Mm-hmm. So structured, again, it's, it's, it's not so low. I mean, it, when it gets down to on the other side of the red line, like you mm-hmm. are in 11, then it, mm-hmm. it's going to bother you. Because that's only 16% of the people left in, in the world that feel that way. And so it looks to me like commanding. Um, maybe you don't want somebody to know what to do. That's and that, that will be that will be a big put off to you. That is really true. So the um for the listeners, uh my number nine is structured, n- number 10 is objective. So what we're talking about is my number eleven commanding that's a 26 and it it barely falls outside of that margin the mean and the and the um, standard deviation um and then number 12 is instinctive which is within the standard deviation of the mean it's uh, commanding because you sit outside of the standard deviation it it will Mm -hmm. have a tendency to bother you more and you will not be attracted to people that want to boss you around yeah i i can Bet that your husband's probably an S. I, I'm just guessing. He is. Yeah, um, usually Okay. <laughs> I like people with C's because I have none. That's the one thing I have. It's five. Is a C. Is D. Dales. They haunt me. But with yeah. me being a D, I and him an S. E. I mean, together. A, absolutely. It's like a key well in a lock. Yeah. Like a key in a lock. Yeah. A key in a lock that, you know, can irritate each other sometimes but <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, and the difference is, but what what what's really interesting about this is we have a report just because you mentioned that we have a report that when both people in a relationship will take the 12 driving forces that compares them against each other and then mm-hmm. you could see where you're you anticipate problems or where you may have problems or what you could do to help 
smooths over this area. It's not marriage counseling per se. It just opens mm -hmm. up your eyes to why why your your person may be leaving their socks on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we just people value different things. <laughs> Yes, and driving forces is all about that, is what you value. Mm -hmm. You value, I'm not a neat neck. I, I like decent, safe, and sanitary. And thankfully, my husband is either. But there are people that I wouldn't let them visit me because I would. But I'm, I, it would, I'd clean, you know, for two days before they came. Just because they're neat necks. Everything has to have its place and mm -hmm. that type of thing. And... Uh, Let's say if they showed up on my doorstep, I'd sit outside on the porch. <laughs> and I bet there's a lot of people that can, can relate to that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's just this, you can understand, it's not, it's not a judgment on them. If that's what they like, that's what they like. It's just that I can't meet that expectation. And I know that myself. Mm -hmm. So, And I love that the more that you understand about yourself through these different lenses that we've been exploring in this series that you really get to own your own personality. You begin to see that this is me and it's not them. It's what I've projected onto them. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. And oh, if I could get people to understand that, there is nothing wrong with you. There is you don't need to be fixed because there's nothing wrong with you. You might have covered up who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very true. Especially women have a tendency to take on what others' expectations, mm -hmm. you know, and, and make that our identity when it doesn't fit. And you notice the, uh, the natural and the adaptive mm -hmm. that when they take that, it shows if you're really off of the natural and the adaptive, I mean, you're not very happy. You're not very happy because you have, you have a mask on that's so thick. Yours is fine. It's, I was going to, um, you already saw it. You remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there was some that you're probably suppressing a little bit, but in the natural, it's, it's just not that different. The D is, is more oh. in a, in your adaptive style, but your natural style, you would have, have people. I wonder how much of that um, suppression of D is because of the low score on commanding. So I'm projecting. It, I'm adapting. I don't want to be as commanding because I wouldn't want someone to be that toward me. And it's possible. That's possible. Yeah. That's nice. That's, but that's a really good point about you understand yourself better. I'm not a therapist. Uh, I'm a coach. And we look forward and we try to uncover things that, uh, that you're not aware of. And one of the things I wish I would have known is that people are different. Mm -hmm. People are different. And it's it's okay to be your own self. Your it's own necessary. Self. It's yeah. It's, it's not only okay, it's necessary because you will be miserable. Absolutely. And, and during the time of midlife, this really comes to a head. Because all of a sudden your roles change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything changes, you know, it wasn't long ago, century and a half ago, 50 was, you were a very, very old person. Um, and, and you died usually. I, I know they had a hard life, but now we have another half of life. And that was the half that you about that was um, spiritual. Mm -hmm. It's when you 
find those four other selves outside of your physical. And this helps open up the door. It helps you see those four other selves that you have an emotional self and a spiritual self and a relational self. How do you relate to others? This all helps understand. I love that. I love that so much. And what you are giving to women of my age (laughs) is so important because I can see if I didn't have support, like if I didn't have a mire in my life, um, it would really be easy in this day and age to fall into a depression or to fall into just what is the purpose? What is my purpose? What can I do now? My kids are all grown and out of school and have their own families and I don't know what to do anymore. How am I needed? And to be able to discover that and have support in a community like yours, I think is such a gift. So thank you so much for putting that together. Well, it's, it's my heart. This is my significance, you know, going from survival to significance. And that's what it's all about. This is, this is what I believe I was here for. I love it. It lights my fire. It gets me up in the morning. And, and Western civilization is the only one that, um, that doesn't value their elders. They make them retire. In fact, they start really early talking about, well, when you're old enough, you can get out of our way. You know, and, and we buy into that and we wonder why we're unhappy. Why do so many people die within five years of retirement? They don't feel useful anymore. And, and that's, to me, that's a waste of the creation that we are. That's a waste that we wasted it on somebody else. But I've also found really interesting that 90, 90 year olds, when they're getting ready to pass, were asked, what was their biggest regret? What do you think that was? Not passing on their knowledge? That was one of them. That was one of them. <laughs> That's an intellectual highest. answer. <laughs> the one that came up the most was not living true to who they were. Mm. They lived their life for other people. Oh, that breaks and, my heart. <laughs> it, did, it does me too. And it doesn't mean that, that committing yourself to the service of other people is different than living by other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. We don't need to compromise ourselves. And that's my big message about unboxing yourself. Everybody is different for a reason. We're designed to be different so we can bring something to the table. So there's really no reason for us to conform to other people. We don't need to do that. Yeah, it's where your magic is, don't you think? Mm -hmm. It's, It's when you allow yourself to be who you are, You'll be amazed at the changes around you. Amazed. That's where we unleash our power. Go seek out Myra and pick her brain and really latch onto her wisdom because she has a lot of it. I want people to know how they can get in touch with you if they want to understand their 12 driving forces, maybe even get a little mentoring through their transition from survival to significance. Check out the show notes. I do. If they want to do the assessment, I can actually give them a bang-up deal. I normally charge $250 for the whole workup, which mm-hmm. includes an hour of deep breath. But for your people, I would be happy to give them $100. So if you're interested in having an assessment done with Myra, you can use my special link and get a $100 discount just for you Unbox Your Personality listeners. 
thank you so much for being with us. And I can't wait till we have another conversation. Oh, me too. Me too. Thank you for having me, Jen. I appreciate the opportunity. Okay. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.